0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode number three of I Needed That. Hi, I'm Matthew Blades. And I'm Chris Powell. This is going to be a fun episode today. Are you ready to have the crap scared out of you? Oh,
1: man. (laughs)
0: I already know your
2: story, and it is terrifying. We are going to share some unbelievable ghost stories on this show today. I I wasn't a believer before, but... <laughs> I, well, after our, after our own individual experiences, yeah. yeah.
0: Now you have to buy in. Yeah. Plus, Chris yes. is going to put on a master class today. Yeah, we're talking about um, one
2: of the major obstacles that... that all of my participants would face on the show but there's a such a transition into something that we all do every day and we need to stop or at least identify it when it's happening so that we can we can Navigate around it, not through it. But yeah, this is something I can't wait to talk about.
0: Okay. It's all coming up in this third show of I Needed That. You know what I have been meaning to ask you, though, was uh, how are things going with the app? The app's going great, actually. Like the, uh, It's nice
2: having taken over everything. And so now I can, I can kind of turn it into what I've always wanted it to be, right? So um, the, it's going through. What is the app? call the, it? The, the, the Transform app, of course. And it, but the Transform app is actually going through in its own evolution right now. And um, the Transform app is transform. It's not going to be the Transform app for much longer. Do so you have a new name for it? I do, and I and can't, you can't I, share I can't, it. I can't, I can't share okay. it yet because the name is actually indicative of what the new experience is. <laughs> and, and here's the thing: here's what I've learned, especially I'm, I'm, we're perpetual students, right? Yeah. Always, and I go back to the the methods I've used for years in weight loss, and I would never do it all the same as I did it back then. I was like, no, the, everything's changing, and especially with with science, behavior, everything. It's like, oh my gosh, well, it's
0: like, like Dr. Holly said last week, right? Next week, we
2: can get new information that should change your mind. That's it. And so, and that's why it's so nice to be connected with the doctors, with the people in the behavioral sciences so they can say, okay, here's what's, what we've actually found now is working. And so over the process of, of going through that, we've completely changed this experience of transformation. And before like, like there's a thousand fitness apps out there, right? And you Course. get in there and there's diet and there's
0: exercise. <laughs> yeah. And- but your app was really intricate. I mean, down to the workouts and what you should do that day and the reps and showing me how to do it and oh. not, I mean, you, you guys but. So that thing I the park
2: it's, it's heavy it, it took two years to load that thing up and that's the thing like it, it's it's four apps in one and so and, and I, that I wanted it to be that because otherwise people are like you know you have a nutrition app you have your training app you have a, a life lesson app or a, a mindfulness app and it's like oh my gosh I mean how many apps do you really need mm-hmm. so it took two years to build this thing I'm really excited for the next evolution of it but right now what we've got it, it really is one of the most extensive transformation experiences out there but it's, it's really cool is that now we've built this experience that goes outside the app. And so like with the community, every Saturday we release like a, uh, what's called like a a meal prep um, for a meal prep for the week. And so the whole community, we all shop on Saturday and Sunday. We meal prep together on Sunday. And then we explore all these new recipes for the rest of the week. And so we've rolled out this new thing and it's going to be ongoing. I mean, it's, it's indefinite. It's going to just keep going. So it's like, and it's fun because the whole community is moving together now. It's not, they're not having a, a relationship with an app that's guiding them through. We're all doing it together. So it's like, I meal prep, I launched the video of me meal prepping on Sundays, which I do anyway. And then everybody explores the recipes together. And then we also launch a life lesson on Sunday that we talk about through the rest of the week. And so now it's like, it's People coming together, so it's the social aspect of transformation. And then, of course, you get into the app, and you've got all the workouts, and you've got all the nutrition guidance, tracking your macros and everything like that. So it's fun. But the next step of the app is going to be really fun. It's it's all it's entertainment and gamification woven into that. So
0: wow, oh, yeah, look at you! I know you've been. You guys can't <laughs> see it, but I mean, I walk into his uh, studio every Wednesday to record this podcast, and there's a whole energy, there's a whole o- aura that's over him <laughs> and. His- his, uh, his studio where he does all of his computer work and all of his, you know, co- where you communicate with people. And clearly you guys are all in it to win it. And that's oh, yeah. what's
2: exciting to watch. We're grinding. And, and I love that the team is all passion driven. Like that, everyone's in it because we just, we believe in serving people and bringing the greatest value to our customers. And so that's what it's all about. Hey,
0: you I know. wanted to ask you yeah. when uh, these shows are on Hulu, uh, I, I'm sure it's fun for you to <laughs> flip them on and watch them. You think back to some of those folks that you were able to transform, uh, does anybody stand out? Are there stories that stand out? Are there moments stand out? I mean, not for oh. any rhyme or reason, but they just kind of resonated with you. Oh, Oh, gosh. Yeah. I mean,
2: because remember, like some of my Greatest friends right now came from the show. In fact, I'm having lunch with two of them today Ooh. from season three, uh, Mirbad yep. and Mike. Look at Mirbad and Mike that's from great. season three. So Mike actually just came out from Philly. We're grabbing lunch at noon today, and so because uh, his son's going to school at U of A, and then and Mirbad from from season three as well. And it's cool because Murbod, Mike, ah, and Bob. That's so neat, man. Oh, dude, that's the thing. Like everyone's like, so you ever talk to anyone from the show? I'm like, yeah, Rachel from season five is my VP of all operations. Right, and you know Bruce. Bruce was like our head coach. For For the longest time and now he's doing his own thing which is super cool talk to jackie all the time from season two uh rachel from season one i've got mike and mirbob come in for lunch i mean like i talk to my peeps all the time it's just i love it man and there, there there are so many i'm just talking deep meaningful relationships they were built on the show because what we went through was a very Intimate process, you know. It's a year helping someone change their life and really dig deep into their past and clear their past and and
0: well, in a lot of ways, you you were a spiritual guide to them, right? And and there was a lot happening there because you can't transform your body without transforming your you know your mind and your spirit too. Hundred percent, yeah. 100%. And and let's pick up on this. We right before we got to uh, taping, we were kind of talking about this idea that I have fallen into completely now, which is this idea of being open. And, uh, you know, somebody told me uh, a long time ago that, you know, control is an illusion, mm. right? To think that you're going to be able to control a situation is complete illusion. You might very well at, at your best be able to influence it. Mm-hmm. Certainly sure. that's that's a real thing, but you're not going to ultimately be able to control how things shake out and, and how they don't. And so I've been working really hard on this space of being open and just letting things come to me and trusting that they're coming to me for a reason. Uh, and I'll just give you a, for example, um, I'm at a coffee shop. Last week, I'm having coffee with a friend that I haven't seen in a long time. And all of a sudden, this woman walks over and she just looks at me for a second. <laughs> She's like, Matthew. I said, yeah, she goes, you know, you don't know me, but um, I'm, I'm following your You know, your podcast learned from people who lived it. I'm a healer. This is the work that I'm doing and maybe we should talk okay now before i might have been like yeah it's really great nice to meet you thanks give me your card i'll give you a call now i trust fully that the universe has sent me that person on purpose and so now when i email her back i say i need to find out why you and i were in that coffee shop together that morning and that's the language yeah, that I use. Sure. Not, you know, not like, yes. hey, let's meet up and talk. It's like, no, no, no. I need to find out why you were there and I was there. Because, mm-hmm. you know, if you listen to Michael Singer, who wrote, who's written great books, he says every moment took 10,000 years to create. Yes. You know, like all these things had to come together for even this moment to come together. Yes. And so I'm, I'm loving being in that space of somebody comes into my life and now it's almost kid-like. I'm like, Mm. I can't wait to see what this person is here for. Right. Like, I I don't know. Are they here for a friendship? Is this like a business thing? Are they going to teach me something? Mm -hmm. I got a question for you.
2: When did you start to become more aware of that? Because so, so like I come from a very science based background, I originally grew up in faith based and then really got into the science side of things. And it was this, all this existence is just random particles colliding yeah, and it is right. just, it's all chance. And, And then as I've gotten older, I've gone through my own evolution as well. And all of a sudden I'm like, wait a second, there's so much more to this. And I've had some wild experiences that turn my belief systems upside down. Now, granted, there's, there's the, obviously science is science. And so it's like, but it's tough to argue with it. There's a marriage between the two because it's like, that's, we don't know everything. And the older I get, the, the more I know, the more I know I don't know, mm. <laughs> right? The more I learn, the more I realize I don't know. And there's a whole nother level out there. Have you always been like that? Or was there a moment at which you started to say, wait a second, maybe this isn't a coincidence. Maybe these these people came into my life for a reason because I've gone through that. And now I'm in the same place that you are. When all of a sudden I might run into someone a couple of times and then I... I need to explore that more now mm-hmm. because I'm like, no, hold on, hold on. Wait a second. This is, this could be more than just a coincidence. Yes. So now
0: I'm just way open to that. Good. So, well, I mean, you know, people will be sitting there and you all of a sudden you'll start thinking of somebody maybe you're supposed to act on that. Right? or It's not a mistake. Think of someone you haven't thought about for two years and all of a sudden they call. Yes. And it's like, whoa, hold okay. on. So to answer your question, and stop me when this story sounds familiar, when I was getting into my career, I was like this. I was completely open. I trusted everything. Anybody that came to me, I just grabbed it. I didn't argue with anybody. I just completely got on the wave and I rode it. Mm. And I rode it all the way to the top. Yep. When I started to get to the top and I started to make a little bit of money and, uh, you know, you start to believe your own hype. Um, I started to try to control more because I wanted to keep it right. I wanted right. to keep all that stuff in there. And I did a good job as I think a lot of people do for 20 years mm. to try to control the puppet strings a little bit mm-hmm. more. Sure, <clears throat> But, um, I, uh, so I, I the answer to your question is I used to be good at it. I got really bad at it. And now I'm getting good at it again. There you go. Okay. Sound, does that sound fair, about fair, like everybody else's story? Yes, fair enough. Yes, exactly. Right. I mean, it's weird, right? You get kids and you get a marriage yeah. and you know, man, like it all changes and, and it has to change. Yeah. You, you yeah. know, you have children, so your life can mean more. That's it. Yes, and yeah. uh, you know, if you can tap into that a little bit. Well, I had mine, so they could do the laundry, the laundry, yeah, the dishes, and I'm
2: kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> That's part of it too. Yeah, right. That's part of it
0: too. <laughs> but yeah, I like this idea of being open and really trusting what's coming my way, and not trying to fight it because there's a lot of turmoil in the world. There's a lot of really crappy energy in the world right now, and folks are just they're up in arms about everything. Nobody can win. Yeah. Um. You know, and all of us need to settle that energy down Mm. Mm -hmm. and, Really, I mean, think of yourself as a volume knob and just bring yourself down to a six. Yeah. And try to stay in there for a little while and see what happens. There'll be a time to get excited. There'll be a time to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. mostly, <laughs> we need to stay in the middle.
2: Well, that, that's why I love this space that we're living in right here because mm. it's like, man, we're, we're not on any side of yeah. anything. There's no, there's no religion. There's no politics. There's no race. There's no nothing. Hey, we're, we're here to help. That's it. Amen. But just, if whatever we can do to bring quality, or, you know, to, to improve the quality of your life, to bring value, especially on the journey of transformation. Hey, that's that's what this is. And it doesn't matter what side you're on. I think everyone is seeking some sort of transformation.
0: So let's entertain for a hot sec with a, uh, a round of Would You Rather. Let's move on, have a little fun here for <laughs> right, a second. I have three of them. If we get to all three of them, they're great. But I think this is hilarious. Would you rather have police hunting you down for a crime you didn't commit or a serial killer actually hunting you? I'd police hunting me, hunting me <laughs> down for sure. Are you kidding me? Dude. How
2: about you? What would you take? Of course, the police. Yeah, I'd take the police for a crime I didn't commit. Great. You can, you can, at least yeah. you
0: can do process Good. and walk through the Dude, thing. I, yeah, I'd, I'd turn myself in. Here's, here's the tough one. Would you rather live in a haunted house by friendly ghosts or... Be a ghost reliving your average day after you die.
2: Oh, I'd take the haunted house with, with the friendly ghosts all day, every day. Have you had ghostly experiences? I I have. I've had two. I've had. Okay. Okay. Serious ones. Okay. I've, I had a serious one in Tennessee. Talk actually. to me. We got another story. Okay. Um uh, we got Lori coming I'll, in in 10 minutes to so I'll, go I'll, for. I I'll try to keep it fast. Um so it was actually season 1 of the show. I was staying in Spring Hill, Tennessee in a in a hotel that had been there since the 1800s and it was uh there's no elevators nor nothing. It was two stories and um I'm going to be totally honest with you. So I was actually waiting till late because there's a vending machine upstairs. that had Reese's peanut butter cups. In it. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't, I had to wait. I didn't see
0: those on the transformer. I, 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 <laughs> I had to wait till,
2: till everyone went to bed before I went to the vending machine to get my peanut, Reese's peanut butter cups because you know, we're, we're filming the show. Yeah. And, um, Hilarious. And, and so it was like probably one o'clock in the morning. And, um, <laughs> I, uh, so I go creeping upstairs and I turn a corner, I turned the corner and it was, I wasn't expecting anything. And an old lady ended up walking by me and I just kind of caught me off guard. No, excuse me. And I kept going. I was like, but here's the thing. When, um, when you walk by somebody, you feel, you a feel something. Or something. Yeah, yeah. You feel something. And I walked by the lady. but the thing is I wasn't paying any attention. So it was just you know, and, and, and I had, I'm sure I was probably scrolling through my phone or something. I don't rem- I don't remember that part, but I was like, I was distracted and I was like, "Oh, excuse me. And I turned the corner to, to go to the vending machine. And I was like, wait, something was off about that. And I, I go around the corner and wh- whatever the old lady was, she, she was significantly older. So, and there was no, there were no elevators or anything in this, in this building. And it was a long hallway. And so I, I poked my head around the corner and everything. I looked down one side of the hallway and I looked down the other side of the hallway Around the corner that I had just turned, she wasn't there. So I walked around to see where the corner was, and there's another long hallway and stairs gone. And immediately, all the hair on my arm stood up, and I, I just about faced right there. No, no Reese's peanut butter cup that night. I went down, I flipped on all of the lights in my room, and I sat there. I watched TV until probably 5 a.m., could not sleep. Really? Yeah. It, was, it, it was, messed you up a yeah, little. Yeah. I, I, here's the thing before that moment, I never, I did not believe in ghosts. At all, at all. I'd heard stories. In fact, our next door neighbors had some really wild experiences where they actually had to stay at our house. And this is out in the country in California. And um, yeah, crazy stuff. And I was like, "Uh uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Uh And then you have an experience yourself. And who knows? But you know what? Here's the th- here's the crazy thing. You know, you kind of feel a vibe. I didn't pick up a bad vibe at all. Like it was just, just, just a
0: wandering person. Is My two experiences was. have both been friendly. Really, absolutely scary. Okay, go. But friendly. I got to hear the, this. The most, the most interesting of the two of them uh, is I lived in Erie, Pennsylvania, for a short while while I was doing radio there, mm. and I lived in an old apartment complex that had been built in like the maybe the twenties. Wow. Yeah. Super old stairs, no elevators or anything like that. And, uh, I did a night show at the time. And so I worked, I was on the radio from seven till midnight, get home about 1230, you know, play some video games or whatever, eat some food, chill out, go to bed about three. That was my life for a long time. So it's about two in the morning and I'm in the kitchen and I'm going to get a snack and I have this cat at the time. His name is, was brother Jules, rest in peace, brother Jules, That's coolest awesome. cat ever. <laughs> um, a cool name for a cat. Well, I named him after Samuel L. Jackson in Pulp Fiction. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. Yes. Right. So anyways, me and brother Jules were hanging out in the, uh, in the kitchen and all of a sudden two cabinets go wham, 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 wham. Three times they open, they shut, they open, they shut, they open, they shut. And our lights flicker. Dude, I had chills right Did now. Did you? Oh. My cat jumped from the 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 where he was sitting on top of the uh uh the counter, probably four feet in the air, and all of his hair Uh-oh. was on his back, like, raised. Wow. <laughs> so, to get this... Wow. The <laughs> so, cats, animals know. Of course. Yeah. I knew. Yeah. I knew. It was so strange, and I remember in that moment, for whatever reason, for whatever reason, what comes through me is, hey, um, obviously somebody's here. I'm super cool with you. I don't want any trouble. I'm just going to grab some food and I'll see you later. And that's literally what I said. Wow. Right. That's literally what I said. And uh, then I walk back into the to the other room. The lights do a little bit of a flicker thing. And I never, ever had another issue in that apartment. Maybe
2: that was the response It was the flicker or something. Yeah. I well, I, th-
0: I, I think the fact that I was like, Hey, I'm cool. You can be here. Wow. Just leave me alone. Wow. I don't want anything. I don't want any harm. That's wild. Isn't that crazy? Yes. And in yes. the house that I live in right now, actually a man died in it. He had cancer and he died around his family. We've had a couple of experiences where things happen mm. and I know it's him. Yeah. And I simply tell him, your wife moved to Wisconsin. Wow. And it stops. Wow.
2: Isn't that nuts? It is. And that's, again, I the, I believe yeah. this. I believe it. Isn't it something that be, you can also, you can sometimes feel the energy also. You can feel if it's positive and mm. you can feel negative. I've, I've felt bad energy before. And so like you say live in a house with friendly ghosts
0: okay cool yeah you're Not good with it yeah but. all right well listen let's bring her in right now she's uh sitting in front of her big blue beautiful buddha sign uh Matola is a poet a writer a founder of the flow right method which combines writing mindfulness and meditation to bring us closer to ourselves and each other uh she's a tremendous uh, human being on top of all of that and i'm excited that she's joining us today good morning Lori. Good morning. So we're going to talk about writing here because Lori is really in this space right now of helping people sift through a lot of things. Trauma is just one of the examples that she helps people work through, but she uses writing as a means to get it done. And the reason that I wanted to bring her on was because, you know, we talk a lot about our feelings on this show. You and I are good at articulating our feelings. We're pretty good about using words. That is not the truth for most people. I believe most people are better off writing and Lori, since you're an expert in that why don't you tell us a little bit about the flow write method and kind of how you came to to develop this and I'm guessing if it's like most people it's because you needed it first
1: yeah absolutely I've used writing you know since I was a kid I that's been my preferred sort of art form. And it was a way that I could make sense of things, Um, especially in adolescence, when you're going through this period of time where you're feeling so many new things that you're not quite equipped in your brain, which isn't developed yet to deal with. What I found was when I wrote things down, I could figure out how I was feeling just through the process of writing. And, And now I work with many poets around the world who use poetry in particular to work through trauma and to get that kind of release. And that has been studied um, for some time.
0: So I think the thing that's most intimidating for people, Chris, maybe you can kind of answer this, is that they don't know where to start. So, I was about to, that was my know? first question. Like, yes. so how do you start when you write? Fortunately, I've been doing it
2: for quite some time. And so for me and, and, and Laura, you're going to have to correct me if, if, the, if there's a better way to go about doing this, but I, there is no starting point. I literally just take the first thing that comes to my, my mind and I just throw it down and it usually starts from there. And I'll typically end up almost erasing that because then I'll be able to kind of, um, formulate my thoughts a lot better and then structure them much better. But literally it's, it's a, I call it a brain vomit. I just vomit right onto the paper, onto the board. However, Lori, is there a place for someone who's never even picked up a pen to even think about putting their thoughts on paper? Like where is the best
0: place to start?
1: Yeah. I love that. I call it a brain dump actually. So <laughs> we're, we're, on so we're
0: pooping story. and throwing up here. This yeah. is wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: kind of what you're saying is where we do start. This is what I tell people think about like the trauma, not even just trauma, the trauma, your bad habits, the things that people have said to you from when you were four years old, that for some reason, when you're 49, you still remember, and you can't let go of if you if your whole life, your mind, your body, your whole being was a landscape, right? You are burying, burying, burying. And as the years goes on, go on, and you don't revisit those, you're burying, burying in time that field becomes polluted and, and not, not only do you have all this stuff that's buried that isn't good for you you can't grow good stuff right because all sure. this other stuff's polluting yeah, and analogy, when you yeah. write when you write like Chris is saying and this is why I always start with this brain dump free writing what I call it because instead of going you know shoot I've got a mind field here and I don't even know where to begin when you let your sort of subconscious mind your inner self pick, right? You innately pick something that's going to work for you. And you start working through that field very organically in a way that's specific to you, but we still get sort of a formula that everyone can use, but it's personalized. So I do start, usually I have people start with four full weeks of just getting used to that process of dumping your brain out on a piece of paper. And it's harder than you think. I mean, especially I have a lot of corporate clients and they're like so used to writing technically and purposefully that They'll often say, one of my clients in the last group said, I didn't follow your instructions. What I did was I made a list, but through the four weeks, you sort of progressed to getting into that brain dump.
2: You were talking about, you know, you're talking about this, uh, this minefield or, you know, you're burying all this junk and everything. So when, when you're first starting to get into writing, is there a cue that you, that you give people a, a place to perhaps begin if they just can't decide if they can't figure out where to begin?
1: Prompts are good. You mentioned that you have prompts in, in your app and, and those are, are pretty effective. I usually, because I have people in smaller groups, take a more personal approach. So for somebody like you just described, who says, I don't even, I can't, I can't do this because I don't even know how to start. Sure. I might say, use the prompt of, why can't I do this? Or, what is holding me back? Or, what am I afraid of? They're very simple questions. And then, when you release the pressure of finding any answer, we're not even looking for an answer. We're just practicing being able to write. And when you relieve the pressure, too that helps along with what you suggested which is let's give them somewhere to start
2: yeah i like that
0: it is interesting yeah. because people don't know where to begin and uh, honestly that's where you start i you literally write down if i'm hearing everybody correctly you literally write down i don't know what to write yeah <clears throat> and then you wait for that <laughs> next sentence to come in this is feels stupid to me i'm yes. not enjoying myself i hate writing like you can be it's okay to be that honest with the thoughts that are coming in and out of your brain don't you agree Lori?
1: You have to be, I mean, because that's precisely what you're fighting is this thing you've trained yourself to do, which is to suppress your real thoughts and your real feelings. And so, yes, if you write, I hate, and I tell people that all the time, if you want to curse me out while you're writing because I have made you do this, go for it. And if that's all that comes to you for 15 minutes... You got the same benefit as somebody who was like, I loved this. I knew exactly what to write and I got answers to age old questions.
0: Let's uh, have a specific conversation here. We're going to wrap with you for a few more minutes Um, and, and more regarding your work, Chris, which is helping people in that transformation process of losing weight. Lori, as you see it, how could writing all of this stuff out be beneficial for somebody who's going through a weight loss journey?
1: Yeah, I mean, Chris probably already knows the answer this. A lot of our habits, our eating habits, are tied to uh, unresolved emotions and trauma. And so talking like helping to identify using prompts like when do I eat or how does it make me feel before and after really focusing in just on the simple habits, the simple feelings associated can be super helpful.
2: Absolutely. So helping them understand their emotions has been really, really powerful helping them identify their social system, you know, creating mm-hmm. a list of the people in their life and the roles that those people play all the way to then creating goals, like writing down your smart goals, memorializing them so that you can't tweak them, you know? So it's just like, you know, a lot of times you, you say things out loud, or if you just try to store it up in your mind, it becomes convoluted up there and you don't even remember what your goals are. So oh, like yeah. really writing has it's, it is one of the most important parts i <laughs> of the weight loss journey of the, tra- I, 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 I shouldn't just say weight loss, the transformation journey. I mean, it, it covers everything from emotions to identifying your support systems, to identifying your goals, et cetera. Then also, you know, you write down what's your path to get there. You write down, you actually create a contract with yourself, you know? So like, this is, this is what we've used, you know, to help people through that journey of transformation. And it is really powerful. And especially like, you know, four or five, six months down the road, when people are going through those inevitable obstacles that they will always, you know, run into, you, you can pull that back out and you say, look, You remember the promise that you made to yourself on day one? It's written right here. Do you remember these goals? Do you remember you identified these people in your life? These are, this is your support system. And these are the people that, you know, there's your family and friends, but you have to keep them at a safe distance so you can go through this. You know, it's like, it's memorializing things, right? That's, that's, there's a power in writing because the moment it's out, you know, that, that document can exist for a long time to go back to as well.
0: That's so true. I want to close up with this question here, Lori, which is uh, maybe somebody's gotten inspired to want to start. How important? Is it to pick out your your thing? And I'm being really specific here. Like, you know, should I go to Office Depot and get some get like, you know, a composition notebook? Are you talking about getting a binder? Are you talking about me just using my phone? Should I use my computer? I mean, give me some of the tools that you use to get the process started.
1: Yeah, I recommend, you know, a writing utensil and a piece of paper only because this adds an extra element to the brain work. But I say if you're if you have to start, just start somewhere. And if the barrier is writing on paper and you like to use your phone or your laptop or whatever, do it. Just last thing I would leave you with is just start writing. It is that simple and it will be so much more effective than you can imagine when you look at the simplicity
0: of it. All right. Anything from you, Chris, as we wind down? I, I Honestly, I think what she said. is a great starting point, is it?
2: Yeah, it, it really is. Just start writing. Give yourself five, ten minutes. I and mean, I like once a week because, you know, it's sometimes once a day. That's too much. Oh, yeah. A lot of times you just have a crazy day. It passes by. and You're like, oh, I if you forget it one day, then it turns into two days. If you just set it for once a week and kind of maybe even just think about what did you learn this week? you know, whatever that might be. I I love it. It's a a back to what you said, that
0: lesson, write down your lesson. Yeah. Well, Lori's a a poet, a writer, and the founder of The Flow Ride Method. It combines writing, mindfulness, and meditation to bring us closer together, which is what I hope we've done today. Lori, I can't thank you enough for jumping on and helping us out a little bit. And uh, part two will be to be continued with you for sure.
1: All right. Sounds good. Thanks okay. Guys. Thank you,
0: Lori. Right. Um, we didn't do our music today. Do we want to do we want to yeah. do some music? And then and then I want to wrap up with uh, I want to leave everybody with a little something. Are, are you pulling up a, a track right now? I downloaded a, <laughs> I just downloaded one over the weekend. You did? Yes. And I was thinking
2: about you. OK, now here's the thing. I, I'm going to give you a hint here. You know, I'm really into my eighties music. Oh, I know you are. And so, uh, you are really into the eighties music. I am. I am. I'm not
0: an eighties yeah. guy.
2: Okay. Let's, let's see if you all can right, do this. Name this right, tune. Here we, we go. Name this tune. This one's from the nineties.
0: I got it. It's all right. Uh, you two mysterious ways. That, yeah. You're, 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 you, you walked go. me right up to it, I man. It. You walked I me right up to it. That one's easy. All right. You ready? Yeah. Here's yours. Okay. This is a total workout anthem. You should totally all get right. this. Who's that with OPP? Oh, Naughty by Nature, O.P.P. okay, yeah. see, mine was yeah. too easy, too. That
2: sucks. That's 80s right there. It was 90s, was actually. Was that 90s? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So much good music came out of that that era. was unbelievable. A lot of good oh, music. Oh, man. A lot of good yeah, music, yeah. Is, you know, the British pop
0: bands. I, I was been. a big fan of the uh, hair bands and mm-hmm. their slow songs. Give me a good oh. rock ballad. Pharrell. Oh, something any- to believe in from Poison. Yes, or- uh Death Leopard
2: um is um Death um, Leopard had a slow song Yes. you? Yeah, did. Yes. Do you look in the mirror? <laughs> it's a good thing
0: this isn't a music Love show. Love Bites. Love Bites. Love Bites is the, a good Def one. Death
2: Leopard, yes. Okay, what, what's another one? Oh, Rock Ballad. Man.
0: November Rain. Guns and Roses. Oh, that's yeah. a great one. Uh, this is kind of an obscure band, but uh, Steelheart, I think, was their name. I'll Never Let You Go. It's oh, a really old one. Okay. Um. How about extreme? Candlebox. Candlebox. Far Behind. Oh, man. More Than
2: Words. Extreme. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> we can keep going for a while we could keep going, could keep going. yes
0: but uh, as we as we wind down our podcast today I like to leave people a little something and have a discussion with you toward the end of this conversation and uh, if you don't mind I just want to share a text that I got from a friend um, it was about his nine year old and what he should do next to make sure that he sets his son up for success and I've been a mental coach who works with teams and individuals and helps them win for the last 17 years and the reason that I believe I'm effective in this space is I don't lie ever. Not to parents, not to kids. The truth wins every time with me. And I believe that parents seek that truth out. I don't have any spin. I don't have any agenda. I'm simply there to figure out what's the best for the situation. And so we sat down to talk about his son doing more development or finally signing up to be on a team and jumping in and doing this thing for real. And my advice, of course was to jump in and do it for real. Because for years, I've watched parents and kids sit on the sidelines because their kids are now 9 or 11 or 13, and they're almost paralyzed by that fear of what if she's not good enough or what if he's not good enough or what if he can't do it? What if, what if, what if? The fear of the unknown is what keeps us out of the game. And that's very true in your life, whether it's your career, your friendships, your marriage, your relationship to weight and how you're going to lose that weight. Fear keeps you from moving ahead. And so I'd love to get your feeling on this idea that fear paralyzes us because oftentimes we compare our page one to somebody else's chapter 12. Mm -hmm. And your kids are going to fail. If they don't, they're not even trying There are no star athletes at 9, 11, and 13. There's only potential to be a star athlete. In fact, most psychologists would agree that a fully developed athlete is 26 years old. That's the peak. So if you're 9, 11, and 13... I'd say you've got a long ways to go yeah, and tons of development to do along the way. And then go ahead, pick up on this idea that you just don't compare your page one to somebody else's chapter 12. You know, no one will ever walk a mile in your shoes. This Mm. is,
2: this is our journey and our journey alone. I spend a lot of time working with, you know, even mind if I actually tell a story about that. No, please do. So it's funny because when people don't see, they see one person's journey through the course of a year, but we would actually bring everyone together in a boot camp and, um, and in this, in this boot camp, we would be in there for three months and everyone's running together. And the funniest thing is that they always seem to fall into a hierarchy, right? There's always like this order of ranking. And, and but what happens is that everyone's running together and I've got, you know, Kenny's out there dropping seven pounds a week and he's just smashing it. And, you know, here's Cassie and she's dropping two pounds a week. Consistently, but at the same time, you know, two, three, sometimes four pounds, and you know. But you, you, again, and I'm I'm talking about this. This is not typical weight loss. This is us, you know, in a bubble for three months where we're living this. It is so natural. We have all 15 people, and everyone falls into the same trap. We warn them not to not to fall into the trap. But I said right off the bat, when someone starts outperforming another person, you're all going to lose your shiz, <laughs> and 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 it's going to affect your own transformation. And before you know it, we've always got those front runners that are just
0: come out the gate. There's 20 pounds it. in a
2: couple of weeks, right? Yeah. They're losing, they're losing weight like crazy. And then we've always got the people that are just, you know, they, they might be more consistent, but it's just like two pounds, three pounds, two pounds, four pounds. what? And these other people are like five pounds, seven pounds, four pounds, three pounds, eight pounds, you know, and, um, everyone's doing it right it's okay. Everyone's doing it right. But then we spend so much time with the people that are at the back of the pack because they, they're the ones that start throwing up their hands going, that's it. I'm out. I can't even do it anymore. You know, I've got five people over here. They're outperforming me. And I say, stop. Yeah. You guys are at the, I had this conversation five years in a row. I was like, you are at the tip of the spear. You're complaining because, you know, Joe lost 60 pounds in three months and you've only lost 45. I was like, turn around and look at the other 99% of Americans that would die to be in your position right now. You lost 45 pounds in 60 days and you're throwing up your arms and saying, I give up. That's silly. I was like, come on. And then the moment that they put it into perspective, because you know, you spend so much time comparing yourself to other people, man, if you just turn around and look at the rest of everyone behind you, you. I was like, you're at the, you're at the tip of the spear. You're leading the pack and you're so busy. You're ruining your days because you're looking at the person right in front of you saying I'm not there. I was like, gosh, if you just could put things into perspective, you realize that you're stellar. You're a superstar and you're doing extraordinary things. So give yourself the grace that you deserve for doing it.
0: All right. Well, listen, you guys tear it up. Have an awesome day. Thank you very much to Matola, for joining us today. And I'm excited to see what people have uh, written down in the weeks to come. And if you guys feel like sharing it on social, please do. Uh, We appreciate your time, your energy. And Chris, have a great week, man. You as well, my friend. See you guys. Well, that's a wrap on episode number three. I cannot believe it, dude, but we are episode number four next week. How is this? In already, dude! I'm having so much fun, though. Aren't you? This is it. Next week, we're bringing on your buddy Matt, Mr. Incredible. What do we know about him? <laughs>
2: I mean, not only does he look just like Mr. Incredible, oh, I'm not. Really wasn't does. joking. No, no, he is. But this guy, his knowledge base is just as incredible. Every single time when he and I we get together, I mean, he, when he starts explaining the the neurochemistry around flavor, the experience of flavor, of tasting food. It's so much more in-depth than most of you feel because it's not just about the taste. It's about the look, the the mouthfeel, the smell. All those go into this experience. And man, this guy, he's going to drop some real knowledge on all of us.
0: Including including the flavor profiles of root beer and cola, which absolutely blew my mind. You would never expect it. But once he tells you what it is, you're like, of course, that's what it is. Right? I know. So good. So good. So we've got got that next week on episode number 4 we're also getting it into the mindset for the gym playing the percentages we'll name that tune would you rather it should be a good one yeah. we'll see you next week for
1: i needed that